Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Family's Fly Free Podcast. We love to cover all different kinds of topics related to travel because you're going to need to know all kinds of different things if you start flying free multiple times a year. And so for this week, um, I am bringing to you Krista Payne. She is um, a longtime Families Fly Free member who's also a photographer, and she led a fantastic workshop for the membership um, last year, I think it was, all about how to take better travel photos with your iPhone or with your phone in general. Um, and I just learned a ton from this one. That's not something I'm very good at. And so I, it was so good. I wanted to, to give you guys at least a taste here on the podcast. Um, and so you can get some of her great tips as well. So Krista, um, I should say, first of all, that Krista has been on the podcast before, um, and she, right when she first joined the membership, I think within a few months, maybe six months. Um, and so I'm going to have her introduce herself and then um, share, it's now been two and a half years that she's been a member, um, you know, what kind of fun things her family has been up to um, since then. You can hey, go hi. ahead. Hi, my name is Krista Payne. Um, I live in a small ranching town in Northern Utah, and I'm a professional photographer. I've been photographing for 13 years. I do love taking pictures of people and I love capturing the story of our trips that we take. Making memories and capturing them is something that I love to do. I am a wife and a mother of three. I have a 12, nine and six year old. My family is who I love to travel with. I do love taking my kids to new places and having them get experience like new things that they wouldn't be able to do an experience otherwise. Um, traveling for us is like a practice of being brave and learning to roll with what's thrown at you. Because if I learned anything that was, we traveled more, it's that nothing goes to plan. Um, some of our favorite places we have flown to are Orlando for Disney world and universal studios, um, Las Vegas and we did Hawaii this year. We'll be exploring San Diego later this summer. And I love how this program not only teaches me to fly free, but how to save on more than just flights. It's how to book hotels, cars, and getting feedback on lots of places that we like to go to. So that is a little bit about me bit and, about me. and what we'd like to do so far. So let's start with, um, why your iPhone or Android phone or whatever kind of phone that you have is a good option for taking travel photos versus I guess the fancy dancy cameras we all used to have <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for, for iPhones. Yes. Okay. This is my personal why of why I love phones. One, it's fast and convenient for me. Two, it's portable, easy to carry. Out. I don't need a whole lot of extra bags. I usually have like a fanny pack when I'm traveling with my kids or like a small little bag. And it's super easy to put that in and out because generally when I'm going, I'm also carrying kids and their things, it feels like. So adding on the weight of a camera was always something I didn't want to add to it. Um, I do love that I can edit on the go super easy. 
And for me personally, the biggest reason is that it helps me stay present and engaged in the moment. I find that when I have my big camera, camera, I easily slip into like photo mode and and not so much in my mom mode. Um, I want to be able to stay present with my kids and engage what's happening and not just be to my camera. And to me, that is easily done with a phone. And I'm so grateful that the phones we have right now are able to take these amazing pictures. Um, I remember trying to take photos when we traveled with my little flip phone and the shutter was always two seconds behind the photos were blurry. So I am super grateful for the phones that we have now. And, and it's also just the fact that you don't need a fancy camera to take beautiful artistic photos. It, the phone is just an extension of how you see the world around you. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And I'm, I am amazed at the capabilities of our phones and, and how, since I've uh, went to your first workshop um, that you did. I mean, just switching some of the settings and uh, how much better quality pictures I can get. Um, and I even practiced after Krista's workshop on taking some different angles and, you know, she gave some really great tips. But so let's start with, um, I get hung up on the phone settings for sure. I literally have to be asking my kids now, what do I... <laughs> <laughs> what do I push here for this, that, and the other? So um, can you give us a few key settings that would you know, help us take better photos? Perfect. I'd love to. Um, so this is going to be specific for iPhones with a model iPhone 11 and later, and know that settings may vary between models. But what you want to do is when you have your phone, you're going to click on your settings icon, and then you're going to scroll down till you find the camera all, it might be there down a ways. So you scroll down till you find your camera. And then under there, we're going to talk about a few different things. So the first thing, um, I am shooting on an iPhone 12 pro. You might have an earlier model or a newer model, just adjust what you do see on your phone. And also I'm not going to go over every setting right here. Um, we're just going to go over a few to get you started. So the first thing you want to do at the very top is when you go to settings camera, you'll see formats. And there's two options there, high efficiency and most compatible. Now the high efficiency is going to give you, um, they both give you different extensions. Um, the high efficiency is like a .heic file. And the other one is the most compatible is a .jpeg file. So the heic is going to take up, um, the high efficiency is going to take up two times less storage on your phone. It's going to give you a little bit more richer color and more, it's more modern and efficient file format and your most compatible, you'll wanna use this if you run into um, compatibility problems, like if you have um, when sharing with non-Apple devices. So this is personal preference. You can choose which one you want. For years, I have stayed on most compatible. I've only very recently switched over to the high efficiency um, model. And then below that, some of the models have Apple Pro Raw and that will be shooting um, a DNG file, which is, now it's gonna be a huge file. So I only, I have this toggled on, but I only use it when I'm composing maybe like a landscape that I really wanna go back and edit a little bit more in detail. Um, I don't shoot this for everything just because it is such a huge file. So I'm very intentional when I use that, but I do have that turned on and it is only available for iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max and later. Okay, then the next one we're gonna go to, if we go back out of that, you're going to go to preserve settings um, preserve settings. It keeps all the settings from when you last opened it on. So this is really personal preference. I've been recommended to keep them off by their photographers and things like to keep everything off. And I personally keep some of them on. And because I 
I love like portrait mode. It is one of my go-to favorite modes. And when I swipe on, I kind of want portrait mode on exactly where I left it. And so I keep on portrait mode um, or I keep camera mode on and I keep creative controls turned on and I keep the portrait zoom toggled on. And then um, the other ones I have toggled off. And that all it is, is that when you flip on your phone, it will either go to default and go to the photo every time. Or if I was taking a video and I switched off my phone, if that's toggled on, then the next time I put on my phone, it will still be on video. So for me personally, I do like having it on because I, I like re-picking up right where I left off because that's usually what I'm doing again. All right. And if we go back out again, we will be on the main um, back when we just went into camera, you'll see different modes again. So if we're going to scroll down and we're going to toggle on the, gri the grid. Now, when you have this toggled on, you will see um, some lines on your screen when you're shooting, and that will help you just in your composition. And I love having the grid on for comp composing my shots and, and just knowing how I have like a straight horizon line. Um, out from that, if we go down, there's the view outside the frame. Now I keep this one toggled off because when I'm taking a picture on these iPhones, they have this really cool feature where if it's on, you can see outside your frame, but then you also think that's put into your frame. So when you're composing a shot, you kind of, um, it kind of tricks you into thinking, oh, that's part of my shot. So I like this toggled off so that I know exactly what's in my frame. And then if we scroll down, there's gonna be a lens correction. And I have that toggled on so that it helps correct the distortion that you get when using the ultra wide camera. And if you don't have an ultra wide camera, then don't even worry about that one. Um, I love using my wide angle lens. So I do keep that on to help with the distortion. So those are just a few to get you started. That obviously is not everything there, but that's enough to get you started. Yeah. And I'm glad you explained that H-E-I-C file because I remember, you know, trying to move things from my phone to the computer and you would get this H-E-I-C file and then it doesn't work with what you're trying to do. And then it was always like, okay, how do I convert that to a JPEG? Um, so that's good. I never knew what the cause of that was. So that's yes. good to know. <laughs> yes. And that is very personal preference. I love having a JPEG for what I like to use it for. Um, I know the HIC is a little bit more compact and it gives you a little bit of color and stuff, but I, I personally have always loved that JPEG just because of the way I use it and so many other things. So it is personal preference on that one. Yes. And then the other one you mentioned, um, which we'll probably get more into this, but the portrait mode. Um, and I played around with that some in Turks and Caicos because inevitably I have to have some travel photos of myself because of the business. And so I was, I switched it. I remembered you talking about that to portrait mode. And I got some of the best photos that I like of me personally ever myself, oh, so you know, taking a selfie in portrait mode. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you'll talk more about what that means, but that's definitely a fun one to play around with um, how it looks. So. Okay, yes. so hopefully everyone has their phones out. <laughs> I, I just looked through mine as you were doing that um, so that you can get your settings correct. Um, but let's go to um, what are some basic like shooting tips, small changes that we can make that will just make for overall better, more dramatic travel photos. Okay, I love these tips. And you've already done some. I know you just talked about earlier how about how you changed your perspective on different things. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Um, the first one is just angles and perspectives. Because if you think about it, when you're standing there and you hold your phone out in front of you, everybody sees that same view, that same angle. 
So I want you to change it up by getting, getting higher up to get a bird's eye view or getting down closer to the ground because everybody sees from that perspective. So let's try to um, change it up. And this is really fun to have a change, chance to change like your physical perspective. So an example is when we go jeeping in Southern Utah, instead of giving every shot from just standing right there and holding the phone out, I have all these rocks around me. So I climb as high as I can get on top of the rocks and then shoot down at our, our Jeeps and things. And it is the coolest shot to get that different perspective, looking down to the bird's eye about the Jeeps and then like out of the country and what the landscape looks like. On the flip side, it's also fun to get really close to the ground. You can always find me laying on the ground to get the shot. I'm really good at this. And so we'll, and when you get that subject right in front of us, it emphasizes the size of the subject and kind of the scope of it. So it's really fun to get really close to like, say like a plant or those Jeeps that are coming through when we're getting a really cool, like wide angle shot with the Jeep right in front of us, really low to the ground. I love that type of shot. So angles and perspective can really tell the same story a little bit differently. And that to me is what we're doing when I'm hiking pictures is I'm telling the story of my trip. And so, you know, I get the different angles of what it was like to be there. Um, another one is my also favorite is I call it shoot wide, shoot close. And so sometimes it's so fun to get a picture of the whole of the whole. Like it's the memory maker to show things as they were and remember those details when you see the photo. Um, a fun example of this is when we were at Harry Potter World. I got this um, zoomed in close shot of the dragon on top of Gringotts. And it's like this awesome photo. And then we pulled back and we get the shot of the packed crowded street and everyone looking at the dragon with their phones out and the fire coming out of them. And I love to get the pullback shot to get the feel of the whole scene, what it was like to be there. Mm. So that's the pullback, the shoot wide. Um, and then shooting close allows the center of attention to be in focus. Like what's the details you remember? And again, take us back to Harry Potter world. There are so many beautiful details there in all the shops and window displays that I really wanted to remember them. So I, I would take my time and go through all those window displays and shots and I'd get the candies and the wands and like the pies and get those little detail shots that were so plentiful there. Like the goblins in the bank, it helps me remember those little moments. Um, so I loved that shoot close to get those details, but then also the pullback to remember the fill of what it was like there. And then, um, yeah, that the next one I have is horizon lines. Um, make sure to, I am terrible at this. That's why I have the grid turned on my phone all the time is because I always shoot crooked. Um, so that horizon line, those all lines are to help make sure that your lines are straight. And then another key thing with horizon lines are just to make sure that you don't ever have them running through like a person's head behind them. Um, another tip is to just move your feet. We do have the, the zoom on all of our phones or different things, but my favorite zoom is my feet <laughs> moving there and back. And so you, you just add steps to your day, right? You're just getting there and back and getting the shot with your feet. Um, another tip would just be click away. The beautiful thing about it is that you do have all this storage that you can use. And so don't be afraid to click away because you can always delete them. And then just try shooting pictures of everything, like landscapes, um, some people, some food that you have, anything. Just be fun taking pictures because to me, they all tell the story of the trip. And that's what I'm trying to do. Is there a particular good way to take photo, like uh, food photos, like bird's eye view over top or? 
I'd say my personal preference is bird's eye view. Okay. Um, rather it depends on, I guess, guess the plate of the dish, but either really close up or bird's eye view, like if it has a really pretty place setting or like a pretty presentation, definitely. Um, I love that over the top look. And then I would also use probably my portrait mode on it to help oh. size that. I haven't tried that. Um, and then I sometimes like the look of when you on the camera, you zoom out um, past like to 0.7 or, you know, kind of back further. I don't know how to say that, that angle yeah, yeah properly, <laughs> but that kind of, does it kind of give it that fisheye look a little bit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a wide angle lens. And that's the fun thing is that everyone has personal preference of what they like. Um, one tip though, I will tell you on your zoom, if you're zooming in, there's like on like the iPhone, there's a two X. I wouldn't take it further past that because then it goes into optical zoom, which then just cuts down on your quality of your photo. Mm -hmm. So I would just only ever hit the max that the lens will do and not try to do the optical zoom past that. Um, the wide angle lens also, it is one of my favorite. I love getting a big wide shot close up of like my kids playing or a landscape or different things. Um, those are definitely favorites. So what are some of your must have shots when you travel? Okay. One of my favorite must haves is definitely the over the wing shot. Me too. Because <laughs> we always love, I'm like, I have a little collection of all my over the wing shots that I have going on. I love seeing the bird's eye view. I love seeing that landscape and the different um, geography below. So tips sit just behind the wing or even a few rows back. I don't love sitting directly over the wing for the shot. And the next thing is, is if you know that when you take off that, like, oh, I know the cityscape or the water, the ocean is going to be on my right side. I'll sit on that side of the plane. So if you can figure out, you know, when you're taking off and you turn and you'll know that the city will be on that side, I would definitely try to sit on the side that you'll see those, those more iconic spots. Um, and I love photographing while taking off, not just where you're not too high in the air, but you still have a bit more that you can see of the ground. I like that, but I also love the cool shot when the wing is all encased in the clouds. So it's fun to do both. Um, another fun shot to get is when the plane, if you're, you know, turning and you're on that downhill side, when the plane's turning and you can get a lot more view of the ground and everything below, that's a cool one to get. And you can choose to like frame the plane window in the shot or not either way. I've, I have some of my favorites of both. So that's a fun, and then a fun thing to try, um, is hyperlapse. Now we did this when we went to Hawaii this year and I had the hyperlapse started and took the video from when we landed to taxi all the way to the terminal. And that in Oahu is the longest taxi ride I have ever had. It was a really <laughs> long hyperlapse. So, but that now, is do a those take up a lot of storage. I always wonder that when I see people post those on Instagram or something, I think like, wouldn't that just take up a huge amount on your phone if it's a video? Um, no, because the video is not technically very long. And so you video for a long time, but then it compresses it down fast. Okay. So, like our five minute taxi run was only, you know, like less than a minute long. Right. So it's the size once it's compressed. Yeah. Okay. And then my other favorite um, shot that I love to have is a silhouette. Um, silhouettes are one of my favorites to shoot as well. So for this, you will need a subject in front of a strong light source, for example, like a sunset. So also choose a subject that has something interesting of a shape. So it's not just a blob, 
like palm trees, for example, have lots of shape and lines to them. Or if you're going to do a person, make sure you get them so they're not just standing there as a block, that they have their arms and legs out and moving so that you can see some dimension to them. And then you'll want to turn off your flash, focus on the edge of your subject. And then on our phones, we click our finger on the subject and then we pull down and that will underexpose our shot. And so that is a way to get a um, a silhouette. One of my favorite examples of this is we were in Vegas in front of the Bellagio fountains at night and you have the really bright lights of the fountain. And then you have this layer of crowd standing in front of them. And it just had so much depth and it made this interesting shape. So we have the crowd and then we have the lights of the Bellagio fountain. And then behind that, we even have the lights of the hotels on the strip. And so you really had all these layers to it. And it made it so interesting that those people in front of the fountain showed up so well. And so we composed the shot and then we just waited until the fountains were at their peak. And then we mm. took the picture and it's one of my favorites. So it's not just sunset. You can other find other light sources that are bright that you can use. The other one is just, I have is just trying low light. So this is fun when, you know, it's getting dark out, but we still have some other ambient light around um, to take these night shots because then it, we have our subject enhanced. And then we also have those ambient lights behind it. And the way to do this is there's a night mode on your phone is that we just, um, turn that night mode on and it kind of takes a longer photo, but it brings out that light instead. And so you can use whatever light source is available, whether that's just a string of lights or like the street lights around you. And then the night mode will just help pop that in with on your subject. And it's a really cool photo. Yeah. I always have a hard time with night photos, getting them to look right. But, and here's a, a really ridiculous, simple change that my son was like, mom, just clean your lens every, every time you take a picture. And that made a huge difference. So I don't know if it's oh. like, I'm getting blurry stuff on there. It makes the lights look blurry because sure enough, when I cleaned it off, it would, it looked way better. Yes, we will get to that later too. But one of the big tips is definitely keeping your lens clean <laughs> along with you have to hold very still or brace yourself when you're doing that. Because if you're holding your phone out in front of you, it's just going to like wobble and that's going to make a difference. So either you have to brace yourself, like I kneel and I hold my phone or I brace against the wall, um, find some way to reduce the shake of your of your phone to help with those two. Ah, never thought about that. All right. Um, how about some options for editing photos once you've collected all these amazing travel photos? Okay. I have three that I'm going to talk about. Um, first is my favorite right now, and that is Lightroom Mobile. It is my personal go-to one. But the thing with Lightroom Mobile is that it does cost to do this one. Um, where I am a photographer, I do have the signed up for the things. So I have the Lightroom, but there is a 30-day free trial with it if if you were going on a trip and just wanted to take it and try it out. Um, but it is my personal favorite for editing. Um, the next one is called VSCO. And there's a free version of this app. Um, you can pay for a premium version or you can buy filters. But for the editing, it will be free. And that's a super good one to use for editing. A third one is Snapseed. And it is also a free app. And I do love this one if I'm moving like distractions, like if there's a sign in the way or if we have a beach shot and then, then there's like this don't like a sign on the middle of the beach, I can edit that out really easy with a Snapseed. So those are my three go-to editing apps. Do you do your editing, um, you know, when you get back, do you kind of do it on the fly if you have time? 
Um, I definitely, this will go, I do have this in my uh, tips for you, but I do love editing on the go because when I'm there editing on the go, I remember things and I can get those all edited on my computer yeah. later. When I get home, you get back into unpacking and life. And so I don't do them. So I definitely do them on the go while I'm traveling. Okay. So let's talk about some other things that um, we can do before we're traveling, while we're traveling and afterward to kind of help manage this photo process and even the volume of photos that, you know, we end up getting. Yes. And there, there is the volume of photos we get. Okay. But let's start off first before your trip, um, download all the apps prior to the trip. So if you're wanting like Lightroom or Snapseed or anything, just make sure they're downloaded before this, because I never know if I have a like the Wi-Fi that I'll have there or different things. And so I just like having it all set before I go somewhere. Um, the next thing is, is freeing up storage space because I hate when you get somewhere and then you get the notification on your phone that there's not enough storage. And you're like, well, I'm in the middle of taking all those photos. And then you've got to go find a bunch of things to delete. So I definitely make sure you have storage space before you go and then take and um, charge up and take portable batteries because depending, sometimes, you know, if you have a new phone, I feel like the battery is great to last all day. Sometimes you have the phone that the battery is not hanging in there and you've got to charge it the whole day through. And so I definitely take a power pack in case um, I leave my camera on for a long time and that will drain your battery. So just to be safe, we always have a backup batteries for when especially we go. Especially at Disney World, because you'll be on your phone doing Genie Plus all day. <laughs> yes, especially at Disney World. Make sure, Yes. You're all charging your phone while at Disney and you're using the app constantly in the camera. So it will drain it. Um, okay. The next one, while you're there, here's your tip. Clean your camera lens. Pretty simple, but often overlooked. Make sure it's clean and you don't have water spots or streaks on them. Um, I have a shadow spot in one of my lenses right now, and it does drive me crazy, but um, it's one of those I've had to either just edit out because it's stuck in there. I can't get it out right now. Um, but when you have your phone in your pocket, your bag, there's hands touching it, they're going to get dirty. So just a simple microfiber cloth, just clean it with the side of your shirt, inside of your shirt if you need to. But that does make a difference on your lens. The next is kind of coming back to that. What do I do with the pictures as we're going? I like to sort, edit, and delete as I go. Because to me, when I get home and have the mass of pictures, it's very stressful. And so after a day out of shooting or if we're just out at night, when we get back to the hotel and my kids are all in bed, I'll jump on my phone and I'll just go through the pictures real quick. First of all, delete all the ones that are obviously definitely need to go. Or if there's five of the same group photo, just choose the one that works. And I think this is a skill you do need to curate over time. I've gotten to be much harsher critic about just getting my favorites instead of keeping everything. And then I'll mark my favorites for the day. And then delete all, make sure you delete all the ones that aren't your favorite, only keep what you love. And it's kind of hard. Cause you think I took like a hundred photos today. I need to, all of them. And I've noticed that less is more just a handful is enough to tell my story of the day. I, I don't need five of the same thing. And then I can quickly enhance them with the filter in the photos app, or I can put them into like Lightroom and hurry, edit them, put them back on my phone. And they're all right there. And so I do find that it takes the overwhelm out if I do it on the go for me. Um, another tip, this is a huge one, back up to Wi-Fi. So when you get back to your hotel at night, if you have the Wi-Fi connection, jump on there, up, open up the app, make sure they're all uploading to the iCloud 
or your other backup source you have. And this is super important. We did this. We went as a family trip vacation to California. We were at Disneyland. I got the cutest little pictures of my little two-year-old talking to Elsa and Anna and all these cute little pictures with them. And the next day we went to the beach and we happened to have this huge rogue wave that came up and knocked my stroller over. And we were chasing the stroller contents all over the beach. And the one thing we lost was my phone. Yeah. It was, it was the thing that got sucked out into the ocean. And then what made me the worst saddest was I didn't have those pictures from the day before all backed up. I lost all those cute little pictures of him with Elton on it. And those are made me more sad than losing yeah. my phone. Yeah. And so I, the rest of the phone, it was super easy because the phone's backed up. You got a replacement phone. Everything was on there, but I did lose those pictures. So now when I go to a trip and I come back, I make sure I connect to the Wi-Fi and I possible and make sure I get those loaded to the cloud. So they're safe. Yeah. That's a great, great tip. So that, that doesn't might prevent someone else from having that happen. Who would think you would lose your phone to the ocean? <laughs> yes. Yep. The, that was a fun day on the beach. <laughs> um, uh, so now post-trip, here's some couple of things I like to review. How did things go? How can I make this easier? You'll figure out what works or doesn't work for you and what you like to do for making that work. So just a review every trip. That's why I said I've learned this over years of trips and figuring out what I like and don't like to do. And then my other favorite thing is memory keepers. So I do love this. I love making a book after our trips that my kids can go back and look at. And I already have all those photos already done and edited from my trip. So it makes it super easy when I keep up on it that way. If you already have them sorted, edited together, you can drag them, drop them into the editors, and then you have a super easy book. My favorite company to use is Mixbook. I love making like the six by eight photo book. It's just the perfect size that I like. And there's tons of templates. And so you can add all those pictures and say, make my book and it will make it for you. Super user-friendly and great print quality. Um, that's one of my favorite things. And like, will it just, you don't have to tell it where to put all the photos. It, just it will, it will automatically populate the book wow. for you. I, I like my own personal control over it. So I do go in and edit how I want it. But if you don't want to mess with that, if you have the photos, you can dump them in there and say, make it like auto populate and it will do it for you. Yeah. I say better to get it that way than not get it. That would, I would lean toward, yes, please just. Yes. Done is better than not done at all. Right. Uh Yes. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I just want to touch on is quickly, lastly, is extra backup options. Um, Always something to be keeping of because of the, or you do have the options on your phone just to keep the, you know, the photos on your phone, but I always so love suggesting to keep them backed up somewhere else. Some options that I love are iCloud because I have an iPhone. I personally just love using, and I pay for the iCloud storage. Um, I love the two terabyte for me. And then uh, way all my devices are synced between easily between things. And it's super easy for that reason. I also love using external hard drives. I do often take all our pictures from my phone and put them on an external hard drive. So that's backed up there. Um, And then there's also like Amazon photos that you can back up your photo roll and Google photos will also back up your photo roll. So a couple of different options to keep your pictures at different spots. Yeah. And definitely a good idea if you can have a plan and organize that rather than having them in a bunch of different spots, which is how I kind of started off, you know? Um, So if you can take a minute and set that up, I think you will save yourself a lot of 
time and aggravation in the future just to have them all together. Yes, definitely. It does take a minute to set everything up, but then once the system's in place, I feel like it saves you so much more on the back end when it's all ready. Yes. Okay. That was awesome. Was there anything else we missed? Did we cover everything? I think we got it all. Okay. All right. So if you want to hear more, we, um, of course, Krista's original workshop is Inside Families Fly Free, available um, if you join, but she's also, we've invited her to come back because it was such a great one to do a part two. So she's going to be doing that live in August um, as well. And Krista, can you tell us, um, you know, if people want to work with you or learn more, where, where can they do that? Yes, for sure. You can find me on Instagram at Krista Payne Photo. Or you can check out my website at kristapain.com. Awesome. So be sure and check out Krista. Um, if you want more great travel photo tips, um, you can check that out in Families Fly Free. And uh, we've got more great episodes coming for you in the coming weeks. So have a good one, everyone. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the U.S., Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple, proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.